Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and we have a great episode for you today. A bunch of emails that you guys sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com that we're going to get to. Thank you for bumping your emails up. And this is a pre-recorded episode, so if I'm missing any tea that happens, that is why. Okay, I got to bank these girls. Because what am I doing right now? I'm sitting on a, I'm sitting on a freaking... Uh, you know, rocky beach somewhere, probably. You know, I'm eating. What am I eating over there? I don't know. I'm eating pasta. I'm eating, I'm eating pizza. What else do I want to try? So just like FYI for like traveling, if you guys are going to another country, I highly recommend these books called The Lonely Planet. Um, they give you the ins and outs of wherever you're going. They'll tell you like they, it, it's so cool because they like plan little day trips, like just like suggestions, like for day trips, what areas you should visit. Um, it, it feels almost like a local's guide to wherever you're going. So if you're going to another country, check, check those out. So I had been reading a lot about the food in this book that I had gotten and they have like crazy stuff over there. I mean, I just, no matter where I go, I, I always want to try whatever the people are eating, whether it's something I would, you know, normally eat or not. I just like it. Um, like when I've been to Asia, I've had chicken feed and, you know, intestines and blood soup and all different fishes and all different meats. And a lot of times it's good, but just knowing what it is sometimes is just like freaks you out. But I don't know. I, I always um, enjoy that, but they have a bunch of crazy stuff over there and they have this wacky, they have this wacky pastry that's like ground beef and chocolate. <laughs> Am I going to eat it? You know what I'm not doing. I'm not driving. I'm not driving. So I'm going to have one of those. <laughs> they talked about it in the book that I got and they have wacky sandwiches too. I think Sicily especially has a lot of like multicultural influence, um, especially in the food, because, you know, they were ruled by so many different countries throughout the years. So I'm excited. All right. Let's get into some of these emails that you guys sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Um, where did I last leave off? Okay. <laughs> What is this one? Okay. This one says, Carly, is that you? Hi, Carly. Uh, If you read this on the pod, I might explode. Uh Uh-oh. Me and my sister are obsessed with you and the baby boys. I'm allergic to cats, but you really make me question whether it's worth risking it all and getting a damn cat. How allergic are you is the question. Uh, LOL. Thanks so much for shining a beam of light on, on my dark Mondays. You're the funniest person I know. And I tell all my friends about the podcast. Oh, thank you guys so much. I really do appreciate that. Uh, anywho, Carly voice. I wanted to write in because my little sister is going through a brutal breakup. That's still very fresh and it's killing me to see her broken and sad for a little bit of a background on her. She's 24 and she just graduated grad school and passed her boards. Oh, congrats. We love a smart girly in here. So she's going through a lot of stress over the last few days, uh, over the last few years, but I'm so proud of her for sticking through the hard times and getting to where she is now. I don't want to give too many details because I don't want to make her uncomfy, but I know that she listens to the podcast religiously and hoping 
um, maybe you give her some encouragement or advice for surviving a heartbreak. I just want her to know how loved and special she is. Oh, because she's my favorite person on the planet. And as much as we love men, we know that they're really ain't shit. That's so true. Sending you a big hug. P.S. I love the bit when you order water at a restaurant <laughs> and then say that you're not driving. <laughs> love it too. I love it. I love it. I love doing that. (laughs) Just thinking about it gets me all silly. Okay. That's so good. Okay. Oh, and is this a picture of your sister? How cute is she? Congrats to you, by the way, your sister that's listening to this. Um, Listen, I wish there was something that I could say that could make everything just any easier. But unfortunately, with breakups, it's like you just have to know and trust that you're going to be okay because you are. You're not going to die from it. It, You're going to be fine. You're going to heal. Time is going to heal it. There's nothing that and it sucks, but there's nothing that you could really do to like expedite the process, because if you are like, I'm just like not going to deal with this. And like, you're kind of pushing it down. Cause I've done that too. When I go through a breakup and I'm like, just pretending that I'm fine. Cause I'm like, Oh, I feel bad. Like dumping this on my friends or my family constantly. And you know, like when you go through a bad breakup, it's so you feel crazy because you're like, I don't, I just want to fucking talk about this. You know, your friends are talking and I'm like, and you're just like looking at them. Like, when can I talk about my breakup again? Like, let me just squeeze this. Let, let me just squeeze this baby into the conversation. Cause I'm losing my mind. Cause it's all I can think about. It's all I really care about right now. It, it makes you feel insane. Right. So I get it. It's all consuming. It's painful, but if you try and push it down and pretend that everything's okay and pretend that you're over it when you're really not, that's when, you know, it gets into kind of risky territory because it is still there and you have to heal you have to give yourself the time Um, and the, and the tools really to heal from it. And again, just as a reminder, you're going to be fine. She's going to be fine. It might not even seem like it right now, but she's going to be, I already know it. How many times have we had people write into this podcast about breakups and they're devastated. And again, it's, it makes me like sick to my stomach to even think about it. Cause I felt that way before. And it really is so painful. You feel like somebody died. You feel like you're, you know, the future that you had in your head isn't happening now. It just like uproots your whole life and it fucking sucks. But how many times have people written in saying, I'm going through a breakup, I'm devastated. And I say, you're going to be fine. And then they write in again and they go, you were right. I was, I'm fine now. I met another person and X, Y, and Z, or I'm fine now. And I'm enjoying being single. Or a few times I'm fine now and I'm actually a lesbian, you know, Hey, I'm not driving. So you're going to be, you're going to be okay. You just got to push, you just got to push through it and do little things for yourself that make you feel good. Eat a croissant. So funny that that's like my advice, to like my friends sometimes, like if my friends are having crummy days, I'm like, girl, just my professional opinion. I think you should go eat a croissant. <laughs> Cause it's like, is it going to fix it? No, but is it going to make your day 
50 times better. Yeah, it is. Especially if it's a chocolate croissant or my personal favorite, an almond croissant. Forget it. It's so good. Get yourself a nice little treat. This one says, help. I have a crush on my bartender. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh. Hey, girl. uh, You know, I love you. So I'll just get right into it. I go to a local brewery once a week for trivia and maybe once or twice outside of the trivia during the month. There's a bartender there that I think is a hottie with a body and he's super nice to me. And he always says, it's nice to see you every time. And I think he says that to other people that he recognizes too. Is there a way for me to see if he likes me or shoot my shot without making it super awkward since I will continue to go there? Finding a different brewery if this goes south is not an option because I really like it and it's less than a half a mile from my apartment. I don't live in a big walkable city, so this is literally the only place that's walkable for me. And it's on the water and I don't want to find a different place. So I'm hoping if you can help a sister out and would love to hear if you've had this experience or if you have any ideas for me. I do also want to note that I told one of my friends about him when we were there last week and she said, oh, I saw he was looking at you while you were ordering, but I was just there last night and basically just the two of us were there and a few randoms and he didn't really talk to me. So, oh my God, please help. What should I do? Is he shy? Am I shy? Is he just being nice to me? Cause it's literally his job. I used to be a barista. So I know people take niceness as flirtiness. So if I shoot my shot, I definitely want it to be kind of subtle and polite. Kiss your eye on the lips. Have so much fun in Italy. Um, okay. <laughs> Let me tell you something right now. There's just something about a bartender. <laughs> There's just something about a bartender. Okay. I don't know if it's that they're charming. I don't know if it's that they're, you know, it kind of seems a little flirty. I don't know if it's that I'm getting drunk as I'm talking to them. And, and who keeps giving me the drinks? You know, I don't know if it's if it's because he has access to the drinks. I don't know if it's because he has a bunch of shitty tattoos that fucking suck. And he has really he has a really like kind of, you know, wacky vibe. I don't know what it is. But guess what? I like him. Every single bar I go to, I'm like, listen, I like him. But is there a thing you can do? I think you have to do it in like a way where you have to have it be like the balls in his court. So you have to like find something in common that you guys like or want to talk about or something. Oh, I know of this place that does that. Oh, maybe we should go sometime. Call me if you ever want to go there, whether it's like a park or a flea market or like, I don't know, a movie or something like that has to be casual. You can't be like, hey, if you ever want to call me, here's my number. Because that's crazy. It's not crazy, but you don't want to do that because we want to go play trivia. Um, you have to find something in common like that you could just slide in. Like um, trying to think of like a specific scenario that, that has happened to me that I... Or, 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 or... So last night I was at a bar and... I was with my friend and the guy was like, oh, we should exchange Instagram. The bartender was like, oh, we should exchange like Instagrams, whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, like what's your Instagram? And I didn't follow him or anything, but I just like didn't want to. But 
I feel like that's a good way. Like, oh, what's your Instagram? I'll tag. Oh, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Wait, hold on. I'm kicking my feet because I'm so excited. I'm kicking my feet. So you take a picture of the, you know, trivia board or whatever. You take a picture of something relating to trivia. And he's in the background of the picture. Okay, girl, I'm planning this whole thing out for you. He's in the background of the picture. You got a beer there and you, and you know, whatever. And you're like, oh, haha, I'll tag you on Instagram. Is that crazy? I'll put this on my Instagram story. What's your Instagram? And then you guys have a flirty banter back and forth. And then maybe you can respond to a couple of, you know, Instagram stories or something. See, I don't know. Because that whole plan doesn't work if he doesn't have Instagram. And it does feel like that stuff like that probably happens to him all the time. It's so common to just be like, oh, what's your Instagram? I don't know. I feel like it's just more chill to do it that way. And then if he wants to ask you for your number, he could do that. You know, I feel like they have to be careful too, because they don't want their customers to feel uncomfortable. If he is into you, he might not want you to, you know, feel weird if you're not into him like that. So sometimes it's good to take that first step. There's this, (laughs) there's this bar that me and my bestie go to where we both are just like, we love the bartender so much. He's so freaking cute. And he's from fucking Ireland. And he's always like, oh, there are my girls. Like, we're like, stop, you're being so funny. And then, and then he, and then he's like, where were you guys? I haven't seen you guys in so long. I'm like, I know, like, that means he missed us. But there's never like, you know, neither of us have ever like taken the plunge with that. But it just cracks me up. We'll, we'll text each other. Do you want to go see our boyfriend? (laughs) Buongiorno, buongiorno. My friends, my angels, my babies. Hi, you guys. I'm recording these ads from Sicily. I'm, I have so much to tell you. I keep writing stuff down on my phone. Long story short, I almost shit my damn pants a couple days ago because I had some bad clams over here. But you want to know what? It's okay because one thing about me, I love trees. You know me, guys. I love trees. And you know what I love most about trees? Am I drunk? Yes, by the way. But that's beside the, the pointy. <laughs> guys listen to me please okay i like when trees grow fast and that's why i like fast growing trees Uh, if you're ready to update your backyard but you aren't ready to spend hours hauling trees around by yourself fast growing trees has you covered they have thousands of easy to grow plants shrubs and trees expertly curated for your climate and your needs just order online and your new plants will arrive in a few days right to your door. They even have a 30-day alive and thrive guarantee to ensure that everything will look amazing right out of the box. You guys, I got the prettiest freaking plant from Fast Growing Trees. It's like called the Pink Princess or something. I was like, stop, that's so stinking cute. And when it arrived at my house, I said, this is the cutest plant I've ever seen in my life, okay? The leaves, (laughs) you guessed it, they're pink. What? What did you say? Como se dice? Como se dice? They're pink, girls, okay? If you don't have a green thumb, th- <laughs> <laughs> 
if you don't have a green thumb, don't stress. Their personal plan experts are here to help you every step of the way. With a quick Zoom call, phone chat, or message, they'll help diagnose and treat common plant problems all year round. Get ready to turn your home into a total summer oasis. Join almost 2 million ha- happy Fast Growing Trees customers. Go to fastgrowingtrees.com secret now to get 15% off your entire order. That's 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com secret. That's fastgrowingtrees.com secret. And you want to know what else I've been meaning to talk to you guys about? My damn hair. My hair is so long, it's almost to my butt. The way that I have to get it cut, I mean, the second I get home, I have to make a haircut appointment because I need literally pipes. Six inches taken off, at least, okay, minimum, okay? If you've ever wished for visibly thicker hair and less shedding, you're in luck. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement. It can make those Rapunzel dreams come true. It supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning stress hormones environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism. No matter why your hair is thinning, Nutrafol has a unique formula to combat it. Um, which formula is right for you? Just head to Nutrafol.com and take their hair health wellness quiz to find out. You guys, I, I'm i not even kidding. I brought a few um, things over here on my trip and Nutrafol was one of them. I've been popping those babies every gosh darn day because you want to know what? I got it. My hair is growing like a weed. Okay. And I have gorgeous snails too. So listen, Nutrafol is the best. Okay. And I'm not even lying. It, it came with me in my little shoulder bag. Um, in a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol for just six months. By the time Valentine's Day rolls around, you will be ready. Take the first step to visi- visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code SECRET. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A. FOL.com promo code secret that's neutral.com promo code secret um okay this one says the pressure of the unknown hi carly and the kitties so i've been single for a few months now and i'm about to turn 31 i was with my mom yesterday and she asked me if i'm dating and i said no i really don't want to right now she then proceeded to say well then you better go on an online date because when are you going to meet someone when is this going to happen My mom got married when she was 20, so she has a completely different perspective. And I usually don't let comments like this bother me, but this time it's getting to me. It's like she feels sorry for me for being single and it's super annoying. Say, uh, so if you or any of the girls have felt this, what was your advice to ignore it and not let it get to you? Um, Thank you so much. Love you so much. And I hope you have the best time in Italy. Oh, thank you so much, girls. It's so crazy because our parents' generation, it is a completely different, it's such a jump from the way their parents were and the way their lives and relationships were. It just was a completely different time. I think my parents got married when my mom was, you know, 20 as well. So, but that was what they did. That was their, um, you know, it was just, there, there was, that was just like normal. I don't even know what I was trying to say there, but it's not like that anymore. And that's okay. But I think that a lot of parents, our parents age, cause I'm the same age as you pretty much, even though I'm, you're 30, but 
I'm 32. Um, I think that they can't fathom a world where like a woman's number one goal is not to find a man and have children. My mom is really good about it. Like my mom never um, said stuff to me. She'll like ask me if I'm dating or whatever, but not for the purpose of like, oh, well, you better be, you better get married. You better do this. You better do that. Like, she's just like, you should just live your life. And when the right person comes along, you'll know. And, and that's it. And I really do appreciate her for that because I know a lot of people who their parents do this, where they're like, well, when are you going to meet someone? It's like, it's not that fucking easy, you know? And then, and then it gets into this like toxic thing where you are just looking for anyone you're not looking for your person and you end up settling and you end up like feeling that pressure and you end up with the wrong person. So it's like, don't allow that to, you know, affect you do whatever makes you happy. When you meet the right person, you'll know it. And that's it. It's really just that simple. Um, and I know, I, I know that I legally have to say this, but you're not old. You're 30 years old, please. You're fine. What's crazy is that when you meet the right person, everything happens quick. That's what it is. When you meet the right person, there's no dilly dallying. It's just like, I'm going to be with you, period. And we're going to plan this and it's going to work out and we'll be good. There's no like question there. So enjoy the time that you have before you meet that person. Because when you meet them, it's going to happen really fast. How's that? Change your perspective to that. And then when you meet them, you're going to go, you're going to be together for a little bit and you're going to go, oh, I miss when I was a single girly. Right? Those are the days. I love them. But I miss, you know, just being able to fart. I miss that freedom. I miss going out with my girls. Let's see. This one says, I hate men and myself. Okay. You know what, guys? Hold on. I have to pause this for one second because I have to close my blinds. Just like weirdly got so sunny. Oh, my God. That's so much better, guys. It was shining in my eyes, and that's not good for your little eyeballs. So, okay. This says, I hate Ben and myself. Hi, Carly and the babies. Love you so much. Dying for the day I see you in person so I can tell you how cute your outfit is. Oh, come to San Diego soon. So onto my dilemma, I recently opened up a can of worms and reached out to my ex. We've been broken up for a year and a half. Um, He suddenly ended things with me after a couple months, but I just haven't stopped thinking about him. So I bit the bullet. We met and we talked and he told me he's looking to date me with a purpose, dating with intention, I guess, but isn't making any promises and we should take it day by day. Uh, We're both looking for our person and trying to figure out if we are each other's. I have my guard up, but I'm taking it day by day. And I'm kind of confused of what he meant by the above. I'm still dating other people because I learned from you, but I just don't want to put all my eggs in one basket, but what should I do? Please help. Um, I would continue to date other people because if he's like not begging for you back and, and proving here's the thing, especially if you have a history with somebody where they kind of like just kind of like left you high and dry like that, you, you have to make sure that like, you have to keep your guard up and 
they have to be like adamant, like, listen, I learned and I know, and they have to be aggressive about it and they have to prove it to you. There's no like, oh yeah, we'll just be chill. It seems like to me, if I'm reading into the situation, it seems like he's still looking, if he's still looking for someone, then that's a red flag. Like if he's like, oh yeah, we'll just be chill and I'm dating with intention, but you guys aren't committed to each other. You're both still dating other people. I think that's your answer right there. Unless he, unless if I did this and a guy wasn't like, I want to be with you because I'm in love with you and I want to try this again and give it a fair shot. I just wouldn't even bother because you put yourself out there and you're going to end up resenting him and you're going to end up kicking yourself in the ass because you're like, I put myself out there and he fucking clowned on me part two, you know? And by the way, those two things can exist at the same time. He could really, really care about you and like you and want to see where things go with you. But he also could be a fuck boy and he's dating other people and doesn't want to commit to you at this moment. So those two things can all exist. It doesn't mean he doesn't like you, but it just means that he's not willing to to put the effort in and make that leap like, eh. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. I love, I've said that to guys before and I love it. I've said like this, I'm not charmed by this. (laughs) It's the most satisfying thing to say to somebody like, "Mm, it's not giving what you think it's giving. I'm not charmed. I'm sorry. I just, I can't be bothered, you know? Let's see. This says, help a girl find meaning. Um, Hi, squirrel friend. You are the queen, the icon, and the legend. Oh, my God. You guys are so nice to me. Love you and the kitties forever and always. Sorry for the novel. A year ago, I quit my job and was fun employed for six months. Then I got a job for working at home, but it was a very unique situation where I essentially set my own schedule and realistically worked about 20 hours a week. Within all that time, I realized how much time is in the day and how, if I'm not intentional, I basically drown out free time with not much to do past me who hated her job. I felt like I never had enough time to do things that I loved. And I was like, what the hell? Why the hell are you complaining? Loka, by the way, that's one of my favorite thing. That's the thing from twilight. Bella, where have you been? Loka? God, I love it. Sometimes when I'm uh, sometimes when I'm having a bad day, I I watch it. Bella, where have you been, Loka? Um, but after a year and a half, things started to feel kind of meaningless. Not like my well-being is threatened, but kind of like, what am I contributing to? I just feel like I'm spinning my wheels and not really doing much. Most of my um, friends work. So I don't really have the opportunity to see them until after work. Same with my family. So basically after my work is accounted for and assuming I have plans after everyone gets off, there's still seven hours a day that I have free time. I'm struggling with figure out what do I do with myself for all that time, um, to make my life feel more full and meaningful. I've tried thinking of volunteer opportunities to get my social fix. I'm very extroverted and give back to the community, but I can't think of a lot of face-to-face things to do that would really connect me with people. If you have any suggestions for that, that would be the T. I'm approaching 30 very quickly and I'm at a point in my life where I basically have a blank slate. Not a lot 
of responsibility or obligations, no kids, no pets, no man. My job pays the bills and grants me a lot of free time for exploration. It feels like it's a great time to rethink the kind of life that I want to live, which is basically just a collection of how I spend my day to day. Right. So do you have any tips on how to fill your time with things that are meaningful rather than just fill your time? Um, Okay. So this is, this is one of these things that I think a lot of people, I remember one of my friends had like gotten laid off and she was, uh, you know, they had given her like a pretty hefty severance for like a year or something. And she, at first, like when she first had so much free time, she was like, I never had this much free time before. I'm so bored. Like, I don't know what I feel like a waste of life. Like, I feel like I don't know what I should be doing. And you, like you're very much saying like it doesn't feel purposeful and then by the time she had to go back to work she was like oh my god I'm, I'm gonna miss this and blah 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 she went back to work she was absolutely miserable <laughs> she was like I miss not working and just having so much free time so I think it's one of those things the grass is always greener you know but I think what's important here is like what makes you happy what do you enjoy doing and then go that route do you like exercise? Do you like art? Do you like to cook? Do you like to read? Do you like to write? Like, what are, what are you passionate about? What are some activities that you would want to get yourself into? Like an art class, pottery, you know, an instrument, like something like that. Like, I feel that's really helpful. And that's something that is great because it's like you learned a new skill or you did something that really felt fulfilling, or you did something that made you really proud of yourself. I think that's really nice. Um, and it's good to be creative. And, and if you're a creative person, like it's good to be creative and, and do stuff like that. But I also think like taking classes in some way, like what about if you learn another language or something of that nature? Is that crazy? I don't know. You know, I think it's something that's very fulfilling. There, there's endless amount of things that you can learn and things that you could do that it's almost like very inspiring to think about all the possibilities. Um, but yeah, if you want to also, you were mentioning charity work, cleaning up a beach, cleaning up a park, you know, stuff like that, working for reach out to nonprofit organizations in your area. A lot of the, um, places that I donate to in Brooklyn, like all the, the charities that I donate to, I always, I'm getting letters from them. Like they're having events or they need extra help at an event. Like, you know, if they're like having like a food drive or something like that, um, you know, they need like public facing people for those type of events. And I think that's definitely something you could just make a few calls and they would love to have you if you're trying to do like, if you're trying to go down the charity route. So let's see. But I think it's, I think it's great. I love having free time. I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do today? Girls, and you want to know what else I want to chit chat with you guys about factor. It's a summertime. You're busy traveling 
and you don't even want to worry about grocery shopping. Make your life easier and let Factor take the guesswork out of mealtimes for you. They are America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, and they deliver dietitian approved meals right to your door. You'll save tons of time, you'll eat well, and you stay on track with a healthy lifestyle. Now, would would Factor ha- have helped me out in- instead of me getting food poisoning over here in Sicily because I eat a bad clam? Probably. Probably. Part of me was wishing I would have brought over my gosh darn factor meals as well. I wish I could have, but they're fresh, so you can't, okay? That would have taken up too much space in my carry-on. But no matter the lifestyle that you are following, whether you're vegan, vegetarian, counting calories, or just looking to up your protein intake, Factor has something for you. With over 34 meals to choose from each week, you'll never get bored, and their gourmet plus options let you level up even more with specialty ingredients like leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. Okay, sign me up for that. I love all those three things. Truffle butter is really nice, you guys. Head over to factormeals.com slash secretkeepers50 and use code secretkeepers50 to get 50% off. That's code secretkeepers50 at factormeals.com slash secretkeepers50 to get 50% off. And also, and also, girls, this was another thing. I swear, this was another thing that I put in my, in my carry-on because guess what? I got to have glowing skin over here in Sicily. I need that, I, I need that glowing skin. So you know who this is about. I always love finding out what kind of skincare my friends are using and I don't gatekeep. So I'm going to be a good friend and share with you guys my personal favorite, Osea. You may have seen them on TikTok and they're just as amazing as anyone says. Their bestsellers body care set is where it's at. It comes with Undaria algae body oil and body butter, anti-aging body balm and salt of the earth body scrub. This set is valued at $78, but right now it's on sale for just $52. You guys, when I tell you I've been using this stuff, I, I get so excited when when I get a little package and it's in an Osea box because I know this is going to be my new holy grail and they have, I'm not exaggerating, never missed. They've actually never missed. So I brought this stuff with me as well so that I could be looking fresh and glowy. And let me tell you something right now, girls. This is something that I want to tell my girls is that the way people speak to me in Italian 24-7 because they think that I'm fucking Sicilian because I'm walking around looking so glowy. And by the way, so tan. I'm the tannest person you've ever seen in your life, but that's besides the point. It's the fact that I'm glowing, okay? Because I'm using Osea products over here on my trip. And the little set that they sent me was perfect to just bring with me because it's all travel size. So it's really perfect. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. So you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. This summer, get healthy, glowing skin with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Don't miss this rare opportunity to try Osea's bestsellers body care set for 33% off and 10% off your first order site-wide. With code SKC at OCMalibu.com, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OSEAMalibu.com and use code SKC for 10% off. Okay, ciao! Okay. This says, comedy ick, please help, Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Carly, I just experienced a massive ick and I need to know if you've ever experienced it and how you handle it. I live in New York City and although I still have a boring day job, I'm no Carly, but I am a comedy writer. Oh, cool. 
I recently started talking to this guy and he found out that I did comedy and his response was, I've always wanted to try doing stand up. So I said, you should try it because if somebody wants to try to write jokes, they should. Sure. However, he kept asking me to help him with his stand up routine and was being cutesy about it and not recognizing how much work that would be. It gave me the ick times a million. In general, I don't bring up right away that I do comedy on dates because I'm a straight woman and sometimes men can feel the need to turn into a court jester and try and be funnier than you when you're just trying to have a conversation. And it's like, of course, you're going to be funnier than, of course, you're going to be funnier than me in this bar right now. I have depression. (laughs) When this happens, it's such a turnoff. Like, are we on a date or are you just trying to get staffed in a comedy writer's room? Have you uh, ever told someone that you're on a date with that you do comedy and your date's response is metaphorically put a red nose on and recite in a clown's prayer. How do you handle this? I'm asking for myself and other single comedy nerds that listen. I'm sure this could apply to different professions as well. Okay. Love you a lot. Stay cool. You funny queen icon. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I have definitely, I would say more often than not, When I tell, I don't even tell guys that I'm a comedian, you know, the majority of the time I won't do it. I won't do it. It's like a secret to me because I just don't want to fucking, I I just don't, I just don't want to deal with that. You know, if you tell, if you tell someone like you meet a guy like at a bar or something like that and they go, oh, what do you do? And then you're just like, oh, I'm a comedian. They're like, tell me a joke. (sighs) Tell me a joke. You know? And you're just like, okay, cool. I'm not going to do bits right now. You know, we're at Chili's and I want to enjoy my night. So it's annoying. It's definitely annoying. And I also went out with a guy a few years ago that was like, he was like a high up at Uber or something. I'm pretty sure I've spoken to this. uh, I've spoken about this before. So he worked at like Uber or Lyft and he ended up, taking like a sabbatical. So he was like on this mission to find himself and, and explore things and do stuff. And he was traveling for like a year. And that he was just like, you know, he was a guy with like a good amount of, he was a guy with a good chunk of change that was trying to figure out what he wanted to do next. And he would not, he was relentless about wanting to do stand up. And I was like, well, then you should try it. And he was like, so what do you do? It was the only thing we ever talked about was stand up. And I told him, like, I don't know what to tell you. There's no like secret way. You just have to go do it and try it. And like, I'm not going to help you. <laughs> Sorry, I, I can't. I-, I don't know what you think I could do. You've never done it before. You want me to bring you on the road with me? Like, I, I-, I don't know what to tell you. So. I ended things with him because of that. I was just like, I can't do this like back and forth, like conversation. It was so annoying. It made me feel like I was like being used in a weird way. And I was just bored of it. I'm like, I talk about this all the time. I don't want to date someone that's, that does comedy by the way. So that's kind of annoying. Um, but yeah, I would say nine times out of 10, you tell a guy that you're a comedian. They're like, my my friends, they they go like this. They go, they they go, my friends think I'm funny. (laughs) So I think I should try it. You're like, okay, do it. And they're like, no, no, I could never do that. But my friends think I'm the funniest person they've ever met. Of course, because that those are your friends. Of course, your friends think you're funny. You know? And listen, I'm on the same boat as you where it's like, if you think you should do it, go do it. I'm not telling you not to. But 
Leave me the fuck out of it. <laughs> Leave me out of this. You know, if a if a guy comedian was on a date and his and his date was like, oh, yeah, my friends think I'm funny. Like if he's with a girl. Oh, yeah, my friends think I'm funny. I want to try doing stand up. What do you think he would do? He wouldn't bring her out to open mics and write bits for her and, and blah, blah, blah. OK. So this one says bumping it up because it's so embarrassing. You'll laugh. Hi, Carly and the baby boys. First of all, love the potty and all that you do for the girlies. Oh, thank you so much. Second, here's my latest trauma. I was at a local flower shop with my sister getting baby's breath for her grad party because she's so chic and cute and fun. I love that. I love a baby's breath bouquet. Uh, I had literally thrown on sweats and sneakers and jumped in the car to go. We get there, get the flowers, waited 500 hours to check out. And finally we were on our way out the door. We make it to the parking lot and my sister starts laughing and goes, um, and I'm like, what? Is there something on me? And she replies with the least casual, we need to get in the car. I'm fully mortified, already wondering if I had like period stain on my gray sweatpants, even though I haven't had a period in like five years. What I had coming was far worse. We sat in the car and she proceeds to tell me that as we were walking out, a literal thong of mine fell out of my pants. So that's happened to me before. It's the worst. I had recently done laundry and apparently my clean thong was just chilling in my pants. Yeah, that's it happens in the dryer, I think leaving and it fell out of my pants, leaving the flower shop. She tells me in the car. So what the fuck do I do then go back and get it? I told her to speed out of the parking lot, sat and leave the thong and my dignity behind. Now she won't leave me alone about the fact that I littered and we're going to prison. (laughs) When we told my mom, she was actually upset that I didn't turn around and retrieve the underwear from the tile floor of the flower shop in what world. So I'm one thong down and not thriving, but anywho, hope this traumatic event of mine makes you giggle. Also PSA for the ladies check for extra panties before you depart. It's so true. It is so damn true. They hide in the pants legs because you want to know why that happens. Cause when you take off your sweatpants and your underwear, you throw it in the, in the, um, laundry and then you wash it and the underwear is still in the sweatpants. Cause you took them off together. And that was that. And then you put it back on and like a pair of panties falls out. So this says, how do you know? Hello, President Carly, Vice President Robert and Speaker of the House Stanley. Love you since the girl code days. Uh, thank you. I'm having a dilemma that you've addressed before. It's a two-parter. First of all, how do you know if you shoot your shot with a guy, especially a friend? I'm 24 and never have been in a relationship. So I'm super insecure in that area of my life and don't have any experience to compare the situation to. How do you know if a guy you're friends with is just flirting or being nice or being uh or just a nice human being since the bar is literally in the depths of hell. We don't text unless I start it, but when our friend group gets together, it always feels like there's something there. Uh, how either way, um, what's your advice on navigating this? And if you're saying go for it, I have had these feelings for a couple of years, then how secondly, just tips on putting yourself out there in general. I do okay on the apps, but I don't think of it as something that can lead to anything. But in person, I never, ever approach a guy first because I'm terrified of rejection. What's the best way to conquer this fear? Love you dearly. Kiss straight on the lips. Oh, thanks so much. Kiss you. Um, I think you should, if you feel like it's something you really want to try out, I think it's totally okay for you to go for it. And maybe preface it and just be like, 
like, listen, I don't want it to be weird with us, but I have a little crush on you. You know, the next time you guys are talking, if you're texting back and forth, like, like, I don't think there's any harm in that. And I don't think that it would be weird forever. Like if you guys continue to be friends, I don't think after you hang out a couple times after that, if he's like, Oh, I just want to remain friends. That's fine. After the next couple times you hang out, it's not going to be weird anymore. It's going to be fine. So I think you could go for it and just keep it light. Like I have a crush on you. I think that's cute. And, and please make his day, make this guy's day. Um, he should be so freaking lucky, you know? And I guess I'm putting yourself out there. I think, I think like it is so interesting to like separate the people you talk to on apps versus like people you meet in person. Cause I think that's something that we all do. And I think if you go out with your friends, you go to bars and don't have that, like be the night, like, don't be like, Oh, we're, you know, we're trying to find guys tonight. I don't think that that's like a good way to go about it. But if you guys just like go out to a bar, if you see a guy at the bar that you think is cute, like, I don't think there's any harm in going up to him. As long as it's not like an aggressive, like anything too crazy, go up and be a little flirty, whatever push, you know, push through him or like, put, you know, push, you know, what am I trying to say? Like bump into him. Oh, I'm sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Oops. I dropped this. Can you, Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, did I leave my thing? You know, just whatever, something casual, something that would just happen regardless. Um, I feel like I meet guys at bars. I don't know. It's really weird. But I'm trying to think of like, if there's any, like, I don't have like a move. It just is something that kind of like happens. Um, and I think that's when it happens when you're not just like my goal for the night is to meet a guy. I think you just go out with your friends and have fun. Don't worry about being rejected too. Like who cares? You're never going to see this guy again for the rest of your life. If you talk to a guy at a bar, who cares? I mean, it's so like not, a, it's so not a thing. The only thing that I don't like about like, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't say I go up to guys at bars and like start conversations with them. The only thing, the only reason why and that I'm so, that I have this like trepidation against it is because it's, I'm nervous that I'm going to say something and start a conversation with a guy that's like in a serious relationship or married and like, they won't tell me about the girlfriend and then it ends up he cheats. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be involved with somebody that's involved with somebody. And I feel like a lot of times guys will take whatever opportunity they can get. So if a girl comes up to them at a bar, they're like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. I like give them like, I literally interrogate them. I'm like, you don't have a girlfriend? No. Why are you crazy? No, I'm not crazy. I just don't have a girlfriend. Why don't you have a girlfriend? Name five reasons. You know, what are you married? That's me. Every time I meet a guy. But I've had that happen to friends where like they go up to a guy at a bar and they're like, oh, my God, he's so cute. And he's so this and he's so that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, "Mm, something smells fishy about this. The time he reaches out to you, the times you guys hang out, it just feels it feels married. It feels relationshipy, you know. So that's why I kind of am just like, let them come to you. Let's see. 
Oh my God. Hi, Stanley. What's up? All right. This one says, please help. I was being nosy and got myself confused. Carly, first of all, I can't even tell you how much I love the potty. Oh, thank you so much. I've converted all my friends to secret keepers. Uh, lots of love to you and the boys and your 64 ounce stainless steel water bottle. I'm writing in for some advice because I'm new to the dating scene and my friends are telling me different things. I just got out of a two year long relationship turned situationship and wasn't really looking for anything, but ended up meeting what seemed to be the perfect man at a bar a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Here he is. Here he is. The perfect man. <sighs> The night we met, me and my friend went back to his apartment and we immediately noticed it was decorated by a woman. Mm -hmm. So I asked him about it and he told me he got out of a seven year relationship in February and he caught her cheating and they weren't friendly, but they do have a dog together. We've gone on a couple dates since, and he's nothing but a gentleman, plans dates himself, never lets me call my own Uber, worry about resis or touching the door. I know that the bar is on the ground, but he seems to have everything I'm looking for in my next relationship that wasn't in my last boyfriend. He's very calm and level-headed. He owns businesses and investment properties. He's close to his family, travels a lot, and just as of like three days ago, bought a new house in the city. Here's my issue. After a date, the other night we went back to his new house and after spending the night with him, he told me he was going to shower and bring me home. I started walking around the house being a little nosy because he had boxes everywhere and I found an iPad and I picked it up because I was bored and just wanted to play some games. <laughs> Tell me why I pick it up and I see messages from his ex saying something about a romantic sleepover and have a good night. Uh, text with a red heart picture attached. I obviously don't want to say anything because it was none of my business to look at his iPad and messages, but we haven't had the exclusivity talk. And I previously assumed that they had been in contact because of the dog. I just don't know why he would say that they're not friendly because the text I saw seemed otherwise. My question is, is this something worth cutting him off completely? Or do I just ignore it for now until we talk about us seeing other people. Is there any way I can bring up his ex without sounding like a jealous, crazy person? This is the only negative thing I can say about him. I'm just not sure what to do in this situation. Thank you for any advice. Much love to you. Let's see this picture. <laughs> Let's see this picture. Okay. Okay. So the messages. That's weird. I'm not going to read the messages out loud because what if what if baby girl listens to this podcast? But um, it is interesting. First of all, the fact that there is a wedding ring emoji next to her name in his phone, kind of kind of a red flag, you know, and. Let's see. The, the, the text message themselves look a little incriminating. I'm not going to lie to you, not not the first one, but the other two, it's a little incriminating here, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's one of these things where when people have a dog together and they break up and they're trying to do this like co-parenting thing, it's like, I fucking hate that. Do you want to know why? I know that everybody loves the dog and I know that the dog like loves them as well, but it gets to a point where it's like, this is a codependent relationship that we're using the dog, like, and not all the time. I know people that like have really good relationship, like 
relationships with their ex where like, it's perfect. It's like, Oh, I'm going out of town. I left the dog with my ex. Okay, cool. Oh. And now she's going out of town and I'm going to watch the dog. Like that's kind of wonderful, but I think there should be one person that has the dog for the majority of the time. Um, because sharing a dog with somebody that you're not in a relationship with is going to get nothing but messy. If they want to stop over, Oh, you want to see him every so often that's fine. But it's like, mm, no, this isn't a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like give her the dog and, and move on. That's something that like people don't talk about enough when they get a dog. If you're getting a dog with a partner, you need to know that that's like a possibility that when you guys break up, you may just not get the dog. That's of course something you think about. So, and of course, you know, if you're having these like kind of inappropriate conversations. It's one thing if they have like a back and forth. Okay, cool. Yeah. The dog come pick up the dog tomorrow, whatever. Um, but this is, this doesn't seem like that. I'm sorry, but it doesn't, I would not cut him off. I would wait until you guys have the conversation of what are, you know, what are the next steps going to be in this relationship? Are you guys going to take it to the next level? Are you guys going to be official? Are you going to, you know, not see other people and stuff like that? And after that, you know, I would mention, listen, I'm a little uncomfortable with the relationship you have with your ex. I don't mind if you guys have this, you know, um, deal, uh, you know, this situation with the dog where you, you guys are sharing it and kind of co-parenting it, but I don't feel comfortable with you having like just back and forth with her all the time. It just feels a little too close. It feels a little inappropriate to me. And there you go. And something like that isn't going to push someone that really likes you away, you know? Um, let's do a fuck, Mary kill. I apologize, you guys, if these episodes, again, I don't know how long I've been recording, but I think, you know, I got to spread, I got to spread these emails out, baby. Cause I'm in Italy. Stanley, say hi. All right. Okay. Where are those fuck Mary kills? I remember. Um, here. Okay. This one is. Ooh, Jersey Shore sister wives love after lockup. Oof. Jersey Shore sister wives love love after lockup. I would say I'm going to kill sister wives. I've never really been a fan of it. I think I've seen a couple episodes, not, not my favorite, um, Jersey shore. You got to marry it, right? You just have to, and you fuck love after lockup. Cause that is truly, um, truly special. That's a special thing for sure. Let's see. And thank you guys again so much for tuning in. You can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com and we'll read them on the potty. Uh, Hope you have a great week and we'll see you soon. Bye.